Hello and welcome back. This is Penny Sansberry and Miss Amy Cornell with the Book Marketing Tips and Author Success Podcast. I have to admit, right up front, I was re-listening to some of our shows and I totally messed up our title. Remember how I was so obsessed, Amy, about, oh, I have to get this title right, I have to get this title right. And one of the shows I said, this is the Author Success and Book Marketing Tips Podcast. I'm such an idiot. Oh, well, you know, that would have been a good title too, though. <laughs> it still has the keywords in it, and we promise to cover that in an upcoming show in terms of SEO and keywords and whatnot. But I just, I laughed, I thought that was so funny. I'm like, oh, I was so obsessed over the title and then there I go. And I thought I was, I thought I was, I sounded like I thought I was getting it all right. And I was like, oh, Penny, sometimes you should not be allowed to speak in public. That so. is, look how real we are. That is how authentic <laughs> this podcast is. Uh, I mean, that's just, you can't get more human than that. Like I just screwed up my own, my own show name anyway. <laughs> well, listen, I'm so glad we're recording this again. I know we had a whole series of the Goodreads podcasts and the blogger stuff and the media stuff. So we've really put out a lot of information and people know, seem to but, really love it. Yes. I love the positive feedback. I really appreciate those of you who are listening that take the time to send us an email or post in the review, what you really have gotten a lot out of and what really stands out to you. That's been really motivating. Yeah. And I also want to encourage you do reach out to us. Our contact information is in every show show notes. And so you can reach out to us and give us your feedback and let us know what you liked, what you'd like to see more of, show ideas, anything like that would be absolutely terrific. And also, we would love a review. We love reviews. I have to tell you, I'm just going to admit this on the show, I'm always checking our iTunes page for reviews. <laughs> like so excited, like a stock market junkie checking my iTunes page. So we, we absolutely love reviews. Um, but today we thought we would talk about, so this is kind of an interesting topic because it comes up a lot and it's often, I think, misunderstood. And that is timing of your book launch, because a lot of authors really think that they need to start months in advance. And in some cases that's maybe true up to a point but what I really want to do is I want to kind of demystify timing issues um, and where that sort of comes from. And, and let me just say right up front that book promotion timing. So when you read articles online where authors are saying, oh, I started promoting my book or I started marketing or putting the marketing together a year before the book came out or nine months before the book came out or something like that, a lot of that comes from legacy publishing, so from traditional publishing. And traditional publishers, they usually, like if they're going to acquire a book, that book typically doesn't publish for 18 months once they acquire it. Because it gives them a lot of time to get everything that they need done for the book. And part of that process is also the bookstores. So bookstores, and not just bookstores, but places like Target and Walmart, they have to buy books pretty far out, pretty far in advance of um, the, you know, the, the publication date. So I used to know sales reps who would go into Barnes and Noble, et cetera. And for fall and winter titles, they would start to, they would pitch them in March and early March actually is when they would have their, their pitches. So, and, and Amy, you see this a lot too, just in terms of people, emailing you and saying, oh, I may be too late to market my book, right? 
Yes. And we see both extremes, honestly, Penny. Some authors assume if they don't start months or a year in advance that they've entirely missed the window. But as you and I both know, the reality is the only way to get sales for a book is through promotion and exposure. So there's never really a sense of too late unless you just want to give up completely, you know, and then (laughs) we also get those authors that come to us that are so stressed out. They're kind of spinning in circles and worrying that they're not doing this or not doing that. And their book is not coming out for an entire year. And so we do try to give them some direction to give them some focus. Um, But unless you really get in the headspace of taking things one step at a time, you know, you're not really doing anything productive for your book other than being stressed out. So there's really an organized way to approach what the best timing is and what your options are based on your timing if that's already set up in advance. You know, if your book is already coming out and that date is set, then, you know, you kind of have to be realistic and think, okay, this is where I'm at now. What do I need to focus on to be productive? Well, and there are things that you can start early, which we'll talk about on this call. But the one thing that I really want to caution authors is that, so I talked to an author maybe six months ago, and she had a book that was six months ahead of publication date that the publisher had put up for pre-order. And she said, I really want to start to promote the pre-order. And you can definitely do that. I mean, you can promote the pre-order, but I'm also a little bit on the fence in terms of promoting a pre-order too early if you don't have a base. So Harry Potter, like the next Harry Potter book can go up for pre-order a year out and people will buy it. Or a five. (laughs) Right, exactly. Yeah, or and people will buy it. But for, you know, if you're a first-time author or if you have, you know, maybe a few books out, but you don't necessarily have a fan base built up, ah, you know, a long pre-order makes me a little bit nervous. And a couple of reasons, and we'll go more into that, we'll do a separate show on the Amazon pre-order and the timing of the pre-orders and whatnot. But the long and short of it is, is that a long pre-order with very little activity doesn't bode well for your Amazon optimization when the book finally launches. Because if a book is launched without a flood of activity to it, meaning that there aren't a whole bunch of pre-sales pending and reviews that are going to pop up, et cetera, the book doesn't do well in launch week. And if it doesn't do well in launch week, it's hard to sustain any kind of a reasonably low sales rank um, in the Amazon ecosystem. And that's, yeah, that's a really good point. And so if you are going to start early, you need to do the right things. And a lot of authors, you know, they want to get reviews. They want to get early recognition. What do they do about that? What kind of timing, what's realistic for getting early media and early reviews? Well, so you can get, so, so there's a couple of different schools of thought on this, right? If you have a book that that has potential for traditional media interest, let's say that you have a book that would be great in the women's market and you want to pitch this to magazines, right? We did a whole show on this, right? We did a whole show about the timing of media pitching, et cetera. That's something that you could definitely start with early. So long, as long as you have a somewhat final copy of the book, the book cover, right? So those are, that's what we refer to as ARCs, advanced review copies or galleys. People use those terms interchangeably. So you can get, you know, you can send those out to magazines for potential um, maybe story consideration. Many of the women's magazines don't necessarily do reviews, you know, so that gets a little bit iffy. I mean, I know 
O Magazine does reviews, but much like the New York Times, it's, you know, you're, you're competing with the big trade publishers. So um, early reviews is often also confused with early endorsements and getting endorsements for your book, which I think is great if you want to go after some early, some, you know, voices that you know are going to take you a while to get to. So celebrities, people like that, that um, you may want to get for, you know, get a blurb on your book or maybe get an early endorsement. But keep in mind that if you're pitching for early reviews, you need to make sure that whoever you are pitching, so let's say that you're, that you decided, oh, I want to go after five endorsements and five really, really high profile bloggers. And you know that these bloggers have a very long, a very tall, rather, to be read pile, right? So your book, they may not get to your book for months, which aligns perfectly with your publication date. Let them know your publication date, because if something happens and the blogger says, oh, you know what? I said, I wouldn't get to this book for three months, but look at, I have an opening this week and I'm going to post a review. You have a review that's posted for a book that doesn't essentially exist yet, right? So, you know, you have to be, you have to be, you have to be really sort of careful about that. A few years ago, well, more than a few years ago, I think, Amy, this was before your time um, with us, not before your time. <laughs> I say that sometimes and I'm like, wow, <laughs> that, sound, that sounds really weird. Um, we had an author who just got really, really excited about his book and decided to send it to O Magazine. O Magazine did put, it, put the book as part of a story, but the problem was the book wasn't even out yet. So what he had failed to include was, hey, my book has a March or whatever publication date. They just, you know, these magazines, they're moving really quickly. Um, they're, um, you know, they're not necessarily looking at Amazon and saying, whoa, this book isn't up for, they're just putting it as part of their magazine. And so, and you can't go back to that well twice. You can't go back to O Magazine and say, hey, so... Got a nice mention for a book, wasn't up on Amazon. Could you mention it again? Like, they just will laugh. They won't. <laughs> they, won't even, <laughs> they won't even consider that. That makes a lot of sense, though, because, yeah, that's, I mean, and that goes back to there's nothing wrong with being prepared and setting up a timeline and a schedule, but you really have to be realistic about what makes sense for when and don't necessarily go off of, every single thing that every author since the beginning of time has achieved prior to their book release and assume that you have to cram those into your marketing strategy. Right. Right. Exactly. Um, and, and that's, you know, the, but there are other things that, that authors can do. And I know we're going to get more, a little bit more into, you know, maybe reviews and, and um, endorsements and things like that later. And we're actually going to do a separate show on getting celebrity endorsements, which was a show suggestion from a listener. So we appreciate that so much. But Amy, um, let's let's tackle this a different way because you manage um, our social media and you do social media for our authors. Your team does social media for our authors. How early can could an author get started on their social media platform if their book isn't out yet? If their book isn't out yet, you know, when it comes to social media, and I think a lot of authors they're they're starting to switch gears in regards to what social media is really for as an author. But, you know, if your book's not out yet, you need to get out there as you, you know, as who you are, your personality needs to shine. You really need to start building that 
platform and followers based on other factors outside of just your book. Because when it's when the book isn't there, they need to start following you for you. So obviously you want to do teasers, you want to do reveals for your book cover when that timing comes up, but you really should spend some time just getting a following as a personality and as a brand. And that's really important. I think that's that's a window that a lot of authors still kind of miss, an opportunity I should say, that a lot of authors still miss especially if you're spinning your wheels. That's a great way to focus your energy. If your book isn't out yet and it's going to be a while and you want to do something positive, you want to support your release, give some attention to social media and start creating that brand on social media for you as a person beyond just the book, because then those people are already built in and following you when it is time to start doing some real book promotion and getting it out there in front of people. You have an audience that's ready to listen. Versus starting from scratch with nothing and just going, I have a book today, start following me. You know, it's pretty abrupt. (laughs) (laughs) Right, right. Exactly. Exactly. Because the other piece of it too is, is that when we, you know, social media for many, most, most people, and this is myself included, we didn't walk into social media saying, I know exactly what I'm going to talk about. I know exactly what I'm going to say. A lot of it, is trial and error. So what better way to kind of get that piece of it out of the way than to start early, right? Make your mistakes before the book is out and get a sense of, you know, test the market space and see what people are interested in and what gets them more engagement. Right. And build that email list, you know, start early because there's nothing more stressful, honestly, than having a lot to say and having no one on your email list to tell it to. <laughs> yeah. It's really unfortunate, but you can do a lot early to build that media list with uh, sneak previews, you know, samples of early chapters, things like that. There's a lot you can do prior to the book being officially out there as a product that can help you build that newsletter list. You know, sign up for my newsletter, get a free preview of what's to come this fall. You know, what a great way to you know, use one marketing strategy and having it help you in multiple places. You know, it's getting you followers on social. It's building your email list. It's getting everything primed for the official release. Right. Exactly. And the other piece of it too is, and which is, I think is, is important to mention here. There's nothing wrong with, um, there's nothing wrong with starting a newsletter and wondering if anybody's going to show up to the party. So (laughs) newsletters, I mean, newsletters take a while to build, right? There are services out there that will help you add subscribers to your newsletter list. Um, some of them are great. Some of them are not not so great. I think that is the case sort of with everything. You know, you have good, you have bad. But the, the actual effort of building um, your newsletter should start early because of the time that it takes to, to do it and to do it correctly, right? Exactly. Um, you know, and to get people used to you emailing them, whether it's once a month or twice a month or whatever. Um, I did a class actually, uh, maybe about a month ago. And one of the, and we were talking about this very topic. We were talking about how to build readers and, you know, newsletters and whatnot. And somebody on the call said, well, I have a newsletter and we send something out once a week. And I said, what's your open rate? 
And she said, well, the open rate somewhere around, I don't know, 5%. It was fairly low. She said, but it used to be much higher. And I said, well, I think people say, no offense, but I would, you know, it's, it's kind of along the lines of what can you say in 40 words as opposed to 400, because we're all crunched for time. Right. Um, so I encouraged her, I said, you know, set less is more, send it, but, but you're also going to want to test that with your audience because newsletters once a week may work in some, some markets, right? Sure. Yeah. If you have a special series going on or something like that, that they can actually use something from you every week, if it's actually useful content, not you just kind of spewing all of your knowledge (laughs) over and over again. Right, 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 right. So, so to kind of bring us back, so, so we, the social media, you could definitely start early. There are sources, there are, um, you know, like Forward Magazine, which I love. There are sources that, that um, do pre-publication reviews. Most of them, again, like Forward Magazine, like Publishers, Publishers Weekly, most of them really just need a three-month window. So, you know, changing your, in, your book's entire um, timing based on their availability to do a review also doesn't make a lot of sense either because not every single review on your book needs to hit the week that it's launched. Right. That's a really good point. And there's a lot has changed with that with more online retail, I would assume, you know, because fewer people are holding physical books in their hands, like deciding if they're going to purchase it or not. So getting that really important review or endorsement done in time to make it on the cover is really not the same as it used to be, right? No, no. And that's a really, no, that's a very, very good point. I'm glad that you brought that up because I love endor. I mean, who doesn't love a good endorsement, right? We all love endorsements, but sometimes they take a little bit longer. So I used to do like a million years ago, I used to do celebrity endorsements and um, they take much longer than you anticipate. And the problem is, is that, so I would do celebrity endorsements. I would send them the book, which at the time was, you know, this is 20 years ago. So we were FedExing the book. I know I, I sound like, I sound like I should be calling for Paw and Little House on the Prairie or something. Like <laughs> as opposed to sending it in digital, we would send that, you know, we'd print out the book, we would FedEx the book to them. And we would wait, right? And then we would call them and say, you know, did you get the book? No, we lost the book. Can you send us again? So we'd FedEx them another book. And the reason that we FedExed it was so they would pay attention because you have to sign for FedEx generally. Um, And this process would go on for months. And I would have um, sometimes endorsements that, you know, a year after the book was out, found like, oh, so here's your endorsement. Okay, thanks. <laughs> at, that, at that time, because what you addressed, you know, is very, you're very correct in that. At that time, it made a bigger difference because, you know, the, the availability of retail and getting it on the book cover, you really wanted it on the book cover. But keep in mind that now your endorsements are going to show up on your Amazon page and your Amazon page is a quote unquote living, breathing thing. You can update that all the time or as often as you need to. Um, and we talk about this, Amy, a lot too, when we're, when we're talking through authors through, you know, fixing up their Amazon book pages. Yes, exactly. So it sounds like, I mean, a lot of, and people are probably thinking like, okay, so they still haven't revealed that secret timing. <laughs> like what is, the, what is 
that secret perfect timing for your book launch. And, you know, based on everything that we've already said and what we coach our authors on and things like that, you know, there are a few things that you can definitely do in advance and it's great to be organized and it's great to plan. But, you know, a lot of what you can focus on for the timing of your book launch, despite when it launches, is what you need to do right before that release date, right, Penny? And when it releases and what you're going to do in the immediate months following the release. Because if you're so hyper-focused on what to do before it comes out and haven't put any time into planning how to support it once it's out there, you've really shot yourself in the foot. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's very, very true. And the other piece of it too, so, so planning is definitely important. Um, putting too much out too soon, too far ahead of the launch could really hamper your book as we talked about. But the planning in, you know, the month or months leading up to it, making sure that you have, you know, everything together. And then obviously after the book launches. But the other thing is too that I want to mention, because as part of the timing conversation, and I and I apologize, Amy, I realize I'm sending you off in all kinds of different directions. I usually, just again, to give you like a behind the scenes, I send Amy my notes of here are the talking points of the call, and then I never adhere to those notes. So she's, so whatever you're hearing on the show, she is an amazing champ to keep up with me because I'm like, oh, let's talk about this. I know it's not in the notes, but let's talk about it anyway. Um, so. I'm like, I don't know. We do the notes just so we don't go off on tangents because we've known each other for a while. So we tend to go down different oh, yeah. rabbit holes of conversation. But the other thing that I want to mention too is that, you know, you also don't want to necessarily hold your book. So I have conversations with authors and they say, what's a really good time to release a book, right? What's a seasonally, what's a good time to release a book? And that's a conversation, you know, 10 years ago that I could have absolutely had with authors and say, well, Publishing typically publishes blah, blah. And to some extent, you know, I mean, publishers do save some of their bigger, bigger titles for the fall, right? So fall releases tend to be big. But a lot of those, a lot of publishing, what was traditional publishing timelines have changed, right? So I wouldn't necessarily hold your book just because, well, if fall's a busy, busy time, I don't necessarily want to release my book in the fall. Because I released, you know, my how to sell books by the truckload 2020 edition last year in the fall and it did really well like it wasn't hampered by all of the books coming out in the fall at all i wouldn't hold a book unnecessarily like i wouldn't hold it i wouldn't um uh unless you know i mean if there is some kind of pivotal event that it can tie into right that would be good to kind of release your book around that timing but be mindful of the fact that Let's say you are releasing a book in Breast Cancer Awareness Month, or you're releasing it around some other big recognized month, right? Releasing it in that month or on a particular date is okay, but releasing it ahead of that is actually even better. So a lot of folks get hooked, get stuck on the fact that, you know, well, here is this really pivotal, like let's say for example, Halloween, right? I'm going to release my book on Halloween. You know what? Why don't you release it a little bit ahead of Halloween? Just because if you want to, you know, once Halloween is over, it's over, right? And Amy, I know you love Halloween. I'm sorry. Yeah, I do. <laughs> but I mean, you know, but, 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 you know, people start to talk about 
how you know like once like it's like christmas right like once christmas is over it's over right we're done um so waiting until the actual day to release something is a mistake because that's why I would definitely release it ahead of time. Cause, and I, I do have this conversation with authors a lot um, around specific holiday release dates. You know, that's a really good point too, Penny, because when you think about it's easy worked up in the exact right timing based on all these other factors that have kind of hung over publishing's heads for, you know, decades mm-hmm. and things like that. But when you flip it, and put yourself, you know, think of yourself as a reader. Like, do you limit yourself on when you buy books based on seasons? Yeah, not, not typically. You know what I mean? It's like, it's not like people out there that are your ideal reader market are sitting around going like, well, I don't buy books in June. So I hope nobody tries to sell me a book in June. That would be (laughs) right. You know, but it's honestly true is that you really have to also remember that, yes, while you should pay attention to some of these tried and true recommendations about timing and things like that, you also have to remember that you're still trying to get in front of real people. So what makes sense for them, you know? Yeah. And definitely, I don't think there are any blackout dates where people are not buying books if the book, in fact, piques their interest. Right. Right. Exactly. Exactly. So I'm glad that we had a chance to talk about this, um, the, uh, uh, you know, around the timing of your book launch. Our next podcast, we're going to talk about how to promote an old book, which is a question that we get a lot. Um, and we're going to um, do a whole show around that. So thank you so much for tuning in. Again, we love feedback. We love, we love a review. Now I sound like I'm begging. I realize that that's really, I think it's okay. Sad. All right. really, it's really kind of sad, Penny. Um, Amy, thank you so much for joining me again for the show. And um, we will see you all in the next episode of Bookmarking Tips and Author Success. Bye-bye.